Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. Excited today because today we have an unusual thing. We are here at the Charity Charge Show. I was lucky enough to be in their studio guest. We've interviewed uh, our team at Started Up and also some of our students within the cohort. So if you'll do me this favor, A, be able to share this episode because I really like it. My students are on there. And B, check out the Charity Charge Show. He is doing some amazing work and working with nonprofits and getting them benefits with credit card services the likes of you haven't seen. And also, he's been featured in really cool things like Fast Company and Forbes. Really. So check it out, Charity Charge Show. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoy the show. Okay. I am here today with another awesome, awesome guest. This came about very quickly, but I'm excited to introduce to you Don Wetrick from hope i got that right yeah did i perfect okay see i can go off the cuff don wetrick the president and founder of started up which is an amazing organization that i'm just learning about shout out to my friend ian adair what up ian what up ian from grace point for uh putting the connection together but without further ado don is in town with a wonderful uh consortium and group i should say of Mm -hmm. his students and of some of his staff members touring texas so don let me turn the floor over to you Kind of introduce yourself and talk a little bit about how uh, what you're doing with Started Up. Sure. Um, so we're working with State of Indiana. They had this pitch competition called Innovate Within, IN being capitalized because, you know, Indiana. And um, essentially the finalists, they get a package um, of, you know, in some cases the, the winning team gets uh, $10,000 cash and some also some scholarship opportunities. By the way, $10,000 cash each. This year is a team of three, so... We had to dell out some money. Nice. Um, yeah. And and then after that, then they also do like a six-week accelerator program to like, we, we don't want you to BS your way through. We want you to make sure it happens. And uh, part of that is also a, a, an experience, right? So we wanted to do something like, you know, an emergency experience. So last year we went to New York City, um, got to do some really cool events, spent half day with Seth Godin, which was amazing, in Atlantic Records. It was, it was nice. I saw that actually yeah. through some of it. It's unbelievable the the level of people that you've ha- brought into this, yeah. you know, just to be involved in some way, shape, or form. I'm, I'm humbled to be here. I mean, I was really <laughs> doing a lot of quick research uh, as this came about really within the past 24 hours, but yeah pretty amazing i have one seth godin story which is i met him in a department store and that's that's about it that's pretty much where it ends i said hello and he said hi and then he went about buying his suit that's awesome uh, so like, like so that was last year and this year we decided hey let's take another immersion trip and what we like to do is we like to find um just a variety of workspaces and how they handle problems and and then along the way we get the, you know they get to to work on some problems or, or make their own pitches but uh so we we settled on um a couple of locations one austin because we wanted to see the big the middle the small right so big google dell right middle uh we went to scribe media a couple other like aceable we just left aceable uh and then small we went to we met some guys at, at like a capital factory and things of that nature um then i'm really excited about the next two days, uh, we're going to go to uh, San Antonio and work with Geekdom, which is a really cool co-working space, and then also the mayor and the city council. The mayor has like a couple of pet projects that he's been working on, and so you know we also like to think that we're social entrepreneurs as well. And so the mayor's team is going to have like 15 students from San Antonio partner up with my 15 students, kind of mesh teams, go out on location and look at some of the projects the mayor is working on. And they're going to have a little little bit of a hackathon, come up with some ideas, some concepts. And then the next morning, um, you'll pitch their ideas to the city council. 
So it's just a great, like, cool ideation, rapid prototype pitch that I think is going to be a whole lot of wonderful. I think that's awesome. You know, one of the things that I think it's so cool that the state of Texas and different entities down here, you know, um, on the public side and the private side are, you know, willing to roll out the red carpet for you. It makes me feel good. It's just about what we're doing here. I was born and raised on the East Coast, but I've lived in Austin now for nine years. So this is definitely, you know, my home now. Uh, so I think it's awesome that they've been, been been willing to roll it out. But part of what you were just talking about the city council, and I think this gets to the roots we were talking about with Started Up, is just getting dirty, being willing to just get in there, do something, try stuff out. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that, kind of your kind of the core kind of tenets of the philosophy and what you're doing within Started Up to ignite sure. doing? Yeah. Um, so Started Up, basically, we started off, and, and Hunter, my co-founder, is here, and he'll, he'll be able to speak for himself here in a second. Um, but essentially it started off with a class. I had a, I had a class at the time called innovation and open source learning and that we teach you to how to think for yourself. That's the innovation side, understand how to reframe problems, how to whiteboard, how to collect and connect. We have our own little methodologies also how to treat your own social brand correctly. You know, I think that every, every student should understand the power of LinkedIn and, and how to get stuff done online. Um, but then after that open source, learn it. And that is, it's, you know, when people say it's not what you know, it's who you know, and they roll your eyes. Well, damn it, man, no people. It's not that hard. And so when you want to showcase what you're doing in a positive manner, the world is your oyster. And so you can build that network. And that's essentially what we did as a class. And then so Hunter, one year, approached me. Can um, I pause, just say something for, for, for you? And then yeah. what's true about what you're, what, what, what Don, what your teacher is saying, is that two points, just to put it really direct. Number one, the whole reason how I was able to create Charity Charge, I mean, there are obviously a million steps in the way. Yeah. But one of the first and foremost was just using LinkedIn. Yeah. I was able to reach out to consultants that were in the credit card industry. And those were mm. the first people that I reached out to to say, hey, I want to create this credit card model that can benefit nonprofits. What do you know? And you know, these were consultants that would represent, say, like a Southwest Airlines for their credit card or other co-brands. Nice. And then the second point, the whole reason that we're here is following that further, I reached out online to Ian Adair, who, you know, I just started a yeah. conversation. He gave me advice. And then, you know, we've subsequently met up in person. But it was all just by realizing that the power of the internet. I mean, yeah. you can literally talk to anyone you want. It's yes, amazing. It is. And, and, all, and not just to have a digital relationship, but really create a real, a real, real one. Yeah. Speaking of which, I'll take a time out. So I've known Ian now, I think for eight years and I've still not met him face to face. I don't, he is real. He does exist. I, know, I have an like, in-person like, photo. He's like him. six, eight and I'm five, eight. Yes. So I don't, yes. don't want to stand next to him. You're that or have a staff. I didn't realize how tall he was until yeah. I met him down in uh, San Antonio at this yeah. AFD conference a yeah, couple he's months a good guy. ago. Well, anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, essentially we, we did that. And then the state of Indiana kind of saw what we're doing and saw it as, and I'm flattered. They saw what we're doing in the classroom as long-term economic development that like, you know, we may not be able to like get 17, 18 year olds rolling right now. They may not make a million dollars now, but they think that when they're 23, they're really solid. And quite frankly, it's also a play of please don't leave for Austin or Boston or New York. And, and like, we want to be competitive. Um, I think Indianapolis, I mean, there's several cities now that are just fantastic and growing and, and stealing market share, like Pittsburgh, uh, Indianapolis, Milwaukee, uh, some of these Columbus, Ohio, these are cities that are really doing well. And so I think that's one of the things they had in mind too. Like let's create who's your talent and possibly retain them and, and treat them like all-stars. And, uh, that's what we set out to do. And, and what I'm really excited about is, you know, that's been a partnership. Um, now we're moving to other states. Uh, actually, our next location is in San Antonio. 
because uh, we at the foundation also do a lot of programming and, and have events for students. Um, but this Innovate Within contest that we do in conjunction with the state is awesome because, A, it's backed well, it's financially backed well, thus why we're here. Um, but, you know, the students have an opportunity to get, like, showcased by the state, endorsed by the state. And um, and then and then the best part is, and this is, I think, where, where Hunter and Jeremy and I can really kind of take some credit. We, we were the ones that said, hey, don't just give them a novelty check. Like, and say, good luck, kid. Like, give them some follow-up. Give them a, a cohort. Give them a, an experience. And then be able to, like, on our way out, I'm sure our guys that are here will want to, like, you know, get your card. When they like, dude, you know the finance world? Uh, we should talk. Uh, that's the stuff I love. So that building uh, a, a network is just as important. Uh, and and having the state say, we endorse you. We like what you do. We want to see you grow, I think, is a really important thing that I think all states should should copy. That's amazing. But then, like you were saying before, I mean, you're trying to take that model and you're replicating it here and you're going to keep. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. 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 Well, thus the, it's going to be nice to work with the city of San Antonio. Um, not that I don't want to do it. It's Austin. It's just that again, that network, uh, I've gotten to know some really nice people uh, in San Antonio and, uh, they're like, Hey, let's make this happen. And, and thus the, the trip down there tomorrow. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it there. You guys will have to check out. There's an area called the Pearl, which is a kind of. We're having lunch at the Pearl. Amazing. Okay. No, I love it. We we work with a bunch of nonprofits down there. So I've started to spend more and more time in San Antonio and I really enjoy it. You know, and it's crazy too, because it's an hour down the road. Right. Just you'll be there in no time. So that's awesome. That's great. Yeah. One of the things I really like, and I, and hopefully you're, I think maybe you're going to make this transition is that I like uh, for the team uh, and also some of the students to speak for themselves. Um, so let's do it. Yeah. So who do you want? You want one of the co-founders? You want one of the students? What do you want, man? Let's get, uh, one of the students in here first and then we'll go back to Hunter. So can you tell me how you got involved with started up and, and a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Colton Muzin. Um, actually my two friends, Cameron Klein and James Hancock, they came up to me at school one day. They're involved in a program called CEO creating entrepreneurial opportunities from our hometown. And they said, this lady, Candy Dodd, came and talked to them about this amazing competition called Innovate Within. And I was like, what's Innovate Within? Why are you asking me about this? And they said, basically, you come up with an idea, you pitch it to a panel of judges, and if you win the regional round, you win $1,000. And of course, us being high school seniors who go out to lunch every day, we're like, $1,000, that's like 100 lunches. So of course, we were like, we should do something about it. And so... We ended up, we made our uh, invention called the Life Pack. It's a uh, bulletproof backpack that is has a solar panel on the front, so it can charge any device that you may have or may need charged. And basically, we took it to regionals um, some way, somehow, pulled the win there, and then we took it to the state championship and won that as well. That's amazing. This is awesome. And so what, what phase are you in kind of like commercialization or for, you know, for people to be able to buy this pack? backpack as a Mm -hmm. product of course so yeah right now um we've actually been in talks with a patent attorney on working to get a patent um we have actually filed for our c-corp status so that was a couple weeks ago we've done that and we're actually kind of at a crossroads right now and that's you know one reasons that we're one of the reasons we're here in austin uh to get advice is you know i'm going to uh, iu bloomington james over here he's going to go to trine in angola and then um the other one who wasn't able to make it he had to have an emergency appendectomy um he actually is going to the hometown college so we're all going to be about 
anywhere from an hour to four hours away. So we're at a crossroads in how are we going to make this work? So that's kind of where we're at right now. And so far, what we've been able to learn about um, working together, working with other people, um, you know, we hope that we can take the next step after this trip. That's awesome. Well, I mean, we could chat a little bit more, you know, obviously now in one-on-one, but to me, it just seems like such a, an amazing product that, you know, the world needs. And I think obviously you guys are at the forefront of just, you've grown up with technology all your lives. So Mm -hmm. if you're going to have a remote team, you can absolutely do that. I think that to me, this product just screams of like, you're the generation and of the age to design and develop it. You know what I mean? I think a lot of times, um, products and services that win are ones that where the story is real, of course, right? Not just some fabrication, like some big company was like, let's save children. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. incredible mission, yeah. but the fact that you have such a compelling story, this thing could go crazy mm-hmm. through, uh, you know, PR and other kind of more grassroots Kickstarter-ish type of, type of avenues. So yeah, no, absolutely. I man. would go for it, man. And, this is, this is the thing I'd like Kickstarter like crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, like you said, like, this isn't something that, you know, we just looked at and said, oh, this could make money. This is something that that deeply affects us. And like you said, it, this generation, as sad as it is, you know, gun violence in schools, in the public is a huge problem as of today. And we experienced it firsthand. Ava over here, you know, someone in her school, there was a, there was a school shooting mm. in her hometown at her high school. It was just a couple hours from me and James. So it was like, this affects us. So, I mean, if we can do something that can help not only ourselves, but others who experience the same problems that we do, then, I mean, we're doing what we want to do. We're helping others. That's what, that's what we're here for. I think it's amazing. You need to go forward and, and do this thing, man. <laughs> I would put college on hold. <laughs> you always go back to that. Yeah, I'll have my mom listen to that. <laughs> I mean, tell her, tell her to call me. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's, I think it's such a, it's a wonderful thing. I'm really inspired by you that, you know, we need more and more of that of people, you know, seeing some sort of problem and then coming up with a solution. I think that's the beauty of social entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship in general is just trying to find solutions to problems. And this is obviously an absolutely massive one. Um, I mean, geez, you might even be able to get like the school system to buy like purchase. I mean, I would go direct to start. I mean, I think that's how you initially get the sales and stuff. But, yeah, exactly. But that could be huge. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Cool. So is there, I know you mentioned the product name, but is there a website or what if someone's interested in? So we actually, uh, we have a uh, Instagram as of right now. Awesome. It's really been hard with, you know, the, our third member who's been in the hospital and stuff uh, of recent weeks, but we do have an Instagram. It's uh, at the life pack. Uh, L-Y-F-E-P-A-K. We spell it a little differently. Um, but yeah, so we have an Instagram right now and we were looking at getting a uh, website set up uh, this summer and all that. That's awesome. That's great. Well, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It's good to chat with you. I'm inspired by that. Thank I guess you. with that, can I ask Hunter to uh, yes, to step in? Awesome, and sure. um, You know, Hunter, I'm curious just from your perspective, when, yes, you, when you see stories like this from Colton, you know, what... Um, can you, can you take us back, I mean, to what what that kind of means for you and, and some of the progress that you've seen these students make? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank, thank you so much for having me. So first of all, why this means so much to me is that I actually was a student in Don's class when I was like a, a junior in high school. So I'm going into my senior year of college now just for timeline here. But when I was a junior and senior in high school, I, I had the opportunity to be a part of Don's class. 
And I had always been really interested in software, app development. Like I thought I was going to go on and computer science was going to be my thing for the rest of my life. And what I learned in Don's class was a an entirely new way of thinking about problems. I mean, just like he described a little bit earlier, it's about seeing problems as opportunities and realizing that the only person that's going to do something about it is you. And if you want something in your life and if you can envision something, you can go out and grab it. And through through that class and learning from my peers and learning from the different thought leaders and that kind of stuff we were exposed to, just a, a completely new mindset of seeing the world as, as really anything that you want to make it, right? And I, you know, I had a pretty closed mind and and moving through that, it completely changed the course of my life. I found out that what I really loved was not using, so, not creating software, but creating things and, and putting that into the hands of other people. And so, you know, ever since then, I, I mean, I've had the opportunity to have a fantastic career over the last five years if, in all sorts of professional settings. And it's, you know, continued to open up endless amounts of doors for me. And the, the thing that I, you know, as Don mentioned, I approached him um, after I graduated. I said, let's, you know, I know you're passionate about bringing this to students. Let's try to take this mindset that has affected you and me so much and let's bring it to students everywhere. And that's really what we've had the, the opportunity to do working together over the last several years. As part of this pitch competition, I mean, every single one of these students that's that's worked through here, I know we have only a few in the room, but, you know, we've got about 16 with us um, down here in Austin um, this week. And the group that we've been working with, I see myself and the different opportunities and that ability to open that mindset up and connect you with just that little thing you need to, to I mean, that could be that defining moment that changes your perspective forever, right? I see that in every single one of them. So I'm so happy to have the opportunity to work with all these people. For any of the, you know, students or even parents, um, you know, of, that, that have children, in your opinion, what has kind of been that defining thing that's helped to kind of open the eyes of, of students? And like, what, what do you think is kind of like the aha moment that, that this type of program is bringing to students that they didn't have before, before being exposed to it? Sure. I, I think a lot of what students, young people in general deal with today, I, I mean, think of all the silly like maxims and that kind of stuff about young people, right? Like, you're addicted to technology. You are, you know, young people are depressed. Young people don't have any plan for life. Young people are bad communicators. Young people are, you know, they can't, they don't stick to anything for too long, all that sort of stuff, right? They, they have no purpose. I, I think that there are so many, a shocking number of people that, you know, you know, peers that I know, I know people that are close friends of mine that don't even have hobbies, right? They just binge watch Netflix and that kind of stuff. And that always blows my mind. These are I think that the key of what we've unlocked here is you, once you find somebody a purpose, all those other things that I just talked about start to go away. I mean, you want to talk about depression and anxiety. If you've got your purpose, you've got a plan, you've got some way that you're going to attack it, even if you have to find the plan, that that tends to stop those things. If you want to learn how to communicate really darn quickly, put yourself in an entrepreneurial situation where you've got to you know, find how to bring value to others and to, and to sell that, right? Um, addicted to technology, like it's something that we're really big on is the producer versus consumer mindset. Uh, everybody consumes, everybody uses technology to consume, whether you're on Instagram for four hours a day or, or whatever you're doing, right? If you're using technology to be a producer, especially in this amazing age of the internet, you know, you can, that's a fantastic way to use technology. Like I said, all those things that I talked about, if, if you just change that mindset, you start to see all the, the bad things that are generally true about young people completely flip. And I, I think when people have the opportunity to be heard and feel like they've got a purpose and they know where they're going, that's the biggest thing that we're able to do.
That's amazing. Thank you. It really is giving people the purpose. I love it. Thank you very much. Yeah, I see it in myself, you know, with just with what we're doing here. And so I really acknowledge that. I appreciate that. Yeah, Thank you. That's spot on. With that being said, then, can we maybe bring Ava or who sure. over to? We'll kind of get we'll get everyone on here. That's great. So Ava's stepping up to the mic. She's another student that's a part that's down here touring Texas with Started Up. Can you tell us a little bit about um, just your experience with Started Up? Yeah, you know, honestly, I've kind of been a part of the innovation class and started my whole life. My dad runs everything. So at the age of eight, I've never met a parent that has forced their kid to get a Twitter, you know. Uh, (laughs) So I really started out in an interesting position where my dad was like, Ava, you know, you want I want you to do something, want you to create something for yourself. And at a young age, I really didn't know what that was. And um, it was extremely interesting to go through that process and to eventually come to what I did. Um, For me, that was a podcast. That's my bread and butter. That's what I started off doing. That's what I'm doing to this day. How are we doing here? Because this is our brand new podcast for Charity You're doing Charge. pretty well. I love face-to-face uh-huh. and any opportunity I get to you know, meet someone in Indy and do a podcast so much better than going online. Well, thanks. So when I'm up in Indy, I'll let you know. Maybe I'll be a guest if, if I'm so lucky. I'd love to have you. I'd love to have you. But thanks. yeah, so for me, my podcast started because I was on like a seven-hour car drive with my dad and we were listening to the radio and there was some celebrity gossip and it was really making me angry. My dad goes like, why are you so, why are you so, I don't want to curse. Like, why are you so mad? I said, because no one my age has anyone to look up to. Being in the household that I was in, I was looking up to Tom Bilyeu, to Tim Ferriss, to Jordan Peterson. I was, uh, you know, Seth Godin as well. These big names that were teaching people how to look at the world with different eyes, how to seek opportunity and how to really advance their life and not really sit around, not be entertained by it to go do something. None of us have that really. A lot of celebrities and whatnot, people that we look up to nowadays, biggest entertainers, don't really promote that. They just say, hey, keep consuming our content because that makes us money. So I started my podcast and I went out and, you know, started interviewing these people. My One of my first guests was Tom Bilyeu. And that was an extremely scary experience, but it was fun nonetheless. I've seen That's so it. cool. Yeah. How'd you get in touch with a guy like that? Oh, gosh. Um, you know, some good timing, like really good timing. Perfect. He was uh, right. He was he's. He gets on Twitter and it was right, it was a moment right after he got on Twitter. I just, you know, you quick message. You're like, hey, please. And I'm 16 and I looked up to you and I really want to, you know, I'd really love to interview. And he said, all right, fine. You know, I owe you a favor. He was actually on my dad's, my dad was on his podcast. He's like, I know your dad, you know, we'll make it happen. That's awesome. And I did, yeah. It was wonderful. Well, that's great. No, I mean, that's perfect. I mean, I think that aligns also with what I was sharing earlier, just about, you know, my experience has just been reaching out to people. Yeah. And they either say yes or no, or you get no response, but I mean, whatever there's, you don't, you're never any worse off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Do you know, I I've been reading this book and I finished and I loved it. It's called love does by Bob Goff. He's a wonderful guy. He essentially, he did the same thing. He just asked around. It was a, an event after nine 11 and he had like 10 year olds and they were really upset. They're like, well, we gotta like, we gotta show the world that we're okay. Like we want to make friends with people in other countries. Right. And so they quite literally, they sent out um, like hundreds of handwritten letters to world leaders. They got a lot of no's, but they got a lot of yeses. So they literally took two years out of their life to go travel the world and meet world leaders and to just sit down and have these 10 year olds go, Hey, we want to be your friends. It's amazing. What can, what just asking can get you. That's amazing. I love it. It's That's so, so cool. Yeah. It's, it's, Oh my gosh. I just love asking. Cause what's the worst that can happen? You know, like a no or a hell no. That's fine. You just keep moving on, you know? 
Absolutely. No. And I think it's really important, like with this type of curriculum that, that started up as, you know, putting in place and kind of to kind of retrain, so to speak, or educate students on taking risks is the more that you do that younger in life, it just becomes kind of like a habit or something that you have some level of success at it. And then you just kind of build that into the rest of your life going forward. Oh yeah. Like I have nothing to lose. You know, again, all you have is a no, but my, my career doesn't ride on someone saying no. Like if I fail today, I still have a house. I still have parents that love me. I still have food to eat at the end of the day and I'm fine. So why not take as many risks as I can right now, instead of when I'm 30 or 40 and have like a house or have a mortgage or I have kids, right? The things that a lot of adults have to worry about, like if I can do it now and do it fast and fail fast and learn more and grow more, I'll take that now rather than down the road. Spot on. No, <laughs> I mean, really it is. I'm 33 now and I started, I mean, I originally had the concept for all of this when I was 27. So, um, it was a lot of early years of just ideation and like trying to figure out like how the heck are we going to partner with MasterCard? What, you know, what, I don't know anything about this industry. Who do I reach out to all of that stuff? But I did have the mindset because at the time I was working for UT's technology incubator and working with all these early stage startup companies. And so many of them that would come through the door were, um, it was, people that had worked in their, their respective industry kind of learned their craft, but now they were in their fifties or early sixties. You know, when I've talked about their family, they would have kids in college, et cetera. And I'm looking at them thinking, this is like, I will, I want to do entrepreneurship and things entrepreneurial, but I don't want to do it when I'm at that stage of life. So you're, you're starting it much earlier, which is even great. But yeah, I mean, I tried to start this and I had nothing to lose. So it just didn't really matter. And I think, you know, the other thing that I just would share with you and the other people in the room or anyone listening, one of the stories that I haven't told much, but you are really reminding me and I appreciate that so much. When I was 12, we had to do this project in school and short story, it was basically part of the project was to reach out to any business leader that you wanted to and write them a letter about their environmental practices, whether they were good or bad. So I just got a Dell computer and was in a computer. So I'm in Baltimore. I send a letter down to Round Rock, Texas to Michael Dell. And, you know, I wrote a whole letter and I was acknowledging that they used recycled cardboard in their boxes and everything. And I said, you know, something like PS, uh, please send me a t-shirt. I should have asked for a computer or a laptop, but I asked for a <laughs> shirt. And then, so like 10 days later, I get this FedEx package to my house. I'm coming home from school and I'm wondering like, what the hell is this thing? Open it up. And it's, a uh, it's a letter from Michael Dell, signed from Michael Dell to me, acknowledging me. And then it says, you know, as a token of appreciation, here's a, here's a shirt from us. So it's just such like a nice little thing. But as a 12-year-old, I went, like everyone else in my class was reaching out to like local, not that it was bad, but just like some local business in Baltimore or something like that. And I went, wow, like kind of anything's possible. It was just like a little thing. But as a 12-year-old, I really, it empowered me to take a lot out of out of that experience. Oh, definitely. Like I've had so many recent experiences. Again, the word empowering is used so many ways. But for me, I've been taking up a ton of internships lately and I've been learning a lot from them. And that alone has quote unquote empowered me to realize like I can do it on my own. I have, I work for right now a company called Ease. Uh, Nathan Harris is an amazing guy. He has an amazing team, but they're in Arizona, Hawaii, Milwaukee, right? And if I have a computer problem, if I have something online that I can't fix, I have to learn on my own. Like there's no, like no one else can help me. No one, I can't show my computer to anyone and say, Hey, I don't know how to do this. I have to figure it out on my own. And it's been the most amazing experience ever. And not only that, to your point, I've also been realizing that anything is possible. Like I, 
loved like when I was really little I revered my dad because I thought he was like the smartest guy in the world but now <laughs> he's I put it room. together he's like 10 minutes ago Don yeah. is your father yeah. <laughs> yeah it took me like 10 minutes yeah. to go like this back and forth but yeah now I fully no worries I, I, I didn't get the proper introduction yeah. at I first. never I didn't I didn't tell you about this ago like months ago I realized that I was like you know my dad was the smartest guy in the world to me but I was like oh my gosh no he just reads because I've been reading the books that you've been reading. I'm like, oh my God, he's, I'm like, you don't have to be, you know, some genius. You don't have to be some tech entrepreneur. You don't have to have this, you know, innate skill. You can just learn. And by learning and by doing, and even by just bringing people together and creating something, you can succeed. And it's been like, that's, that's the path I definitely want to take in life. No, I love that. And I want to just say one more thing to you and then have the other people on, but for, for, especially for Colton and everything, I mean, one of my biggest takeaways and I've struggled with this too. And now I just try to completely live it a hundred percent is just to be the full expression of yourself. That's what you're doing. I can tell that it's like so pure and raw and like amazing and don't, and just hold on to that and always do that. Thank you. And then it's so much easier way to go through life when you're just your authentic self, you, it's expressive. You don't have to hide anything. You, again, lying is really sucky because you have to keep up with the lie and I can't remember anything to save my life. So, <laughs> you know, like, so as you know, I'm going to fail regardless. So if I'm just my authentic self and people gravitate towards that, then that makes me happy. And I want to, you know, grow them like little plants. Like I want to water everyone. And, but yeah, I just enjoy my time. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on with us. I am going to, do you want to shout out to your podcast? How can people find it? Um, oh my God. That's such a, yeah, I'll plug. Uh, my podcast is Mentors or Mentors Z, but anyways, it's Mentors with a Z. You can find me anywhere on social media, Ava Wetrick. LinkedIn's my bread and butter. Please contact me on there and I'm sure to get back with you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Allison <laughs> is up next. Come on in. Okay, so Allison is another student that's involved with Started Up and came down here with their with the with the group to Texas to tour around yeah. to kind of spread what you were doing and learn what we're doing in Austin from a variety of different, you know, public and private uh, organizations. And then you're headed on to San Antonio. But tell us a little about yourself and what you're doing with Started Up. Yes, so I am Allison Santa Rita, and I got involved with Started Up because I got the pleasure of having Don Wetrick as my teacher this year. And he said that, hey, there's a pitch competition going on, and I want my students to submit. So I teamed up with a good friend of mine, Kaylee Newton, and we created a brand called Calm Bomb. And what we are is it's kind of an event where people come and they learn about mental health in our community and what they can do to help out with it. But that's a really big topic. So then we decided to have something in between, like in the middle for people to kind of take time and process what they're learning and they get to create a lip balm. And so throughout the week after they've done, they're done with this, they get to use this lip balm and remember the experience they had and like everything about mental health. So yeah, that's basically what it is. And we will also sell the lip balms itself. So it's really trying to help the mental health case in Indiana. And why are you passionate about that? What gave you kind of the spark to, to focus on that area of service? Yes. So Kaylee and I both have so many um, personal experiences with either mental health of anxiety, or we actually have some more personal stories of friends who have committed suicide or mm. family members. And so just with that in mind, we were like, we have to help. We can't let 
we can't stop and not do anything and just be sad about something. We have to help this case and we have to get the um, importance out there of why people need to educate themselves. That's really amazing that you're doing something about that. So what are some of the, what are some of the flavors or what would you call it that have like emerged from this? So there's certain like lines of balm now. Yes. So we have three, um, three scents. We have peppermint, lavender, and lemongrass, and they're all completely organic. They are made of shea butter, beeswax, olive oil, and essential oils. And is there a website or how could someone buy this product? Yes. So right now we are at calmbalm.us and people can buy these online and they can also learn about um, what we are doing as a company and how the products were actually made and by whom. I'm checking this out right now. Calmbalm.us. I love the name. Thank you. It's amazing. Yeah. Kaylee, um, we really wanted it so that people hear it and they're like, oh, well, what does that kind of mean? And we were thinking, well, this lip balm is made out of essential oils and essential oils are in the name of made in the name of de-stressing people. So we're like, well, well, it calms people down and it's lip balm. So we just threw those together. And what about the iteration to get to how you're doing it now? I mean, what kind of, how, how many weeks, months did you go through kind of ideating to come up with this concept? Yes. So we started, I would say around January, February, and we kind of just created the product. So many fails, like we started with coconut oil and now it's not even in our product. So we started from first creating the product and then what it was going to kind of help out with. And then we're like, oh, this is really fun to make. So then we created the event itself. And now I've actually stepped away. And Kaylee is working on this and she's doing such amazing things. And she has some really cool opportunities coming up that uh, y'all should follow her on. That's awesome. Is there a specific, so I know you said calmbalm.us. Is there an Instagram or There's not an Instagram as of right now. Okay. But calmbalm.us or you could follow her on Instagram, which is Kaylee Y. Newton. Okay. That's terrific. Awesome. And so then what, if you've stepped away from this, you created this, you know, your, your little baby in this column bomb. Yeah. Now you're stepping away. What are you stepping away to do? Yes. So for the last, I would say four years, I've had a major passion, passion for journalism. And so when Kaylee and I sat down, I am going to college this um, semester. And I was thinking, you know what? It's not my 100% passion. It's not something that I wanted to pursue for the rest of my life. So when I stepped away, I decided I'm going to give um, journalism my full attention and I'm going to go straight for it. So I've created um, a media website where I'm going to start to upload. I have a blog. I actually created my first podcast and I do some media film throughout um, just occasionally. And I want to really pick that up. I'm actually going to be doing a really cool documentary on that soon. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. You. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. You're just going for it. Yes. As Ava says, we're at the time of our life to just go for it. We don't have too many worries except for not trying to make a fool of ourselves. And if we do, we learn from I it. I think it's awesome. There was a gap where I felt very much the way you felt coming out of you know high school. And then there was a period where I kind of felt through like transitioning to college and then into like the real world, you know, I kind of bought into a lot of, I think, stereotypes and things that just kind of held me out. And then eventually I had like a wake up moment where I decided to create charity charge, but like hold on to what you have right now because it's, it's so awesome. Yes. Thank you so much. Of course. Cool. Well, thank you for stopping by the studio. I appreciate it. Yes. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
Who else do we have up? Awesome. So last but certainly not least, we have James Hancock. James, James Hancock. Yes. Thank you. Um, so can you tell us just a little bit about kind of your involvement in started up and what, what project or company you've created? Uh, again, what's Innovate Within? You're working with Started Up now. But yeah. What brought us all together is Innovate Within pitch competition. Okay, awesome. Uh, what kind of drew me to the Innovate Within competition and the whole Startup Foundation is uh, I was in the CEO class and uh, my friend Cameron was also in there and me, Cameron, and Colton are doing the Life Pack now, but uh, me and Cameron were in there and this wonderful lady named Candy Dog came in with a bunch of energy and she was like, hey guys, here's an opportunity for you to learn a lot. And I've always been uh, interested in, uh, you know, owning my own business. I, I just do not like working for people. I like doing my own thing. I like being unique. And, uh, uh, me and Cameron kind of locked eyes when, uh, she told us about the competition. And then we went to school that day and we found Colton and we all kind of like linked up together with our minds and we were like, let's do this. So here we are. That's cool. What, and so what have, so focusing on this trip, what have you taken out of it so far? What, have there been any cool highlights or anything interesting that yeah, you've experienced? Um, so uh, back home, uh, we are working with a lot of uh, like local businesses. When we so we would we'd uh, we'd do uh, we'd follow them around for a day, essentially every single day, a different business, and they would be smaller businesses, and they'd do things a traditional way. And uh, the greatest thing that I've seen here is uh, everyone's so unique all these larger businesses and smaller businesses, everyone's so unique. They're doing things their own way. And it kind of like hits me as you don't have to follow what everyone else has done to be successful. If you want to do your thing, you'll be fine. And you can do your thing by having bean bags instead of chairs or having canoes to sit on instead of anywhere else. And just having a relaxed workspace instead of everything being so demanding and I just think that's really amazing. I'm curious for what, what your takeaway then will be when you go to San Antonio, because I think each city kind of breeds a little bit of a different, you know, culture and take. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited for you and what, what you'll see tomorrow you. in San Antonio. That's awesome. And and kudos to you too on the life pack. I know that uh, Colton had talked about it, you know, specifically that product. I think that's amazing. So, so thank you so much for creating something innovative for the world. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Well, I'm going to, um, at this point, wrap things up. But this is a really actually special and candidly super inspiring episode of Charity Charge Show for me. So for anyone um, that listened along, you can find out more. We'll put stuff in show notes. But um, start it up and start it up foundation. And then also... Um, you know, we'll put everything up on uh, charitycharge.com. So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode.